Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow you have the privilege of reading Parshas for Eschanan. According to the Chinuch, Parshas for Eschanan contains 12 mitzvos. It has eight positive mitzvos and four restrictions. But, as we'll see in a few moments, not just 12 mitzvos, but very special ones. However, let's understand something that this Shabbos represents the resiliency of the Jewish nation. Six days ago, we sat on the floor on Tisha B'Av as Avelim, as mourners, engulfed by despondency and despair. And today, we are enveloped in an atmosphere of optimism. We go from one extreme to the X. The excitement comes not only from Pashas Ve'eschanan with its many basic mitzvos of Talmud Torah, Tfilim, Mezuzah, the Aseris Adibros, as well as the prohibition against intermarriage, ensuring our survival. It is as if the Torah itself is embracing us and the Torah is saying, keep my mitzvos and I will keep you. And these basic mitzvos, like the Ramban suggests that the Aseris Adibros may be compared to the partial number of mitzvos that we say to a prospective convert, some easy, some hard, to give them a sampling of the Jewish uh, tradition. This is what the Aseris Adibros was to our past, and this is what it is to us forever. The optimism, this Shabbos, is not only from the Haftorah, from which the Shabbos gets its name, whereby the Navi Yeshayahu promises us that as we were persecuted most severely, so we will be comforted, and hence, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami. But the additional optimism comes from today, Friday, being Tu Ba'av, the 15th day of the month of Av, and the Gemara at the end of Tanis, and in Baba Basra, 125, A and B, enumerates six phenomena that occurred on this day that compare its significance and joy to that of Yom HaKippurim. Aside from the familiar factor of the girls dancing and the creation of Shiduchim, the last factor contributing to the uniqueness of this day is that it marked the culmination of bringing the wood for the fire on the Mizbeach, on the altar. The Torah legislates in Vayikra, Pasha Sav, that there is to be Eish Tomid, Tukad al HaMizbeach, Lo And the Gemara Yuma 21b informs us that in actuality there were three fires on the Mizbeach. The larger one was to consume the meat Corbanos, sacrifices. The second smaller one was to provide the coals with which to light and offer the incense on the golden Mizbeach in the Heichal, the sanctuary. And the third one was to fulfill the divine directive of having the perpetual fire that should not be extinguished. Now, interestingly, there exists a recurring 
metaphysical theme throughout many of the mitzvos, as explained by the Sefer Achinoch. His basic thesis is that chesed to one's fellow man and giving to Hashem is in reality a boomerang and ultimately benefits the donor. So, man by nature is limited, both materialistically and spiritually. And by definition, therefore, his actions are as well limited. What is the concept of a bracha? Is to break through the limits of man's actions and by giving and attributing a portion to Hashem, that portion takes on His ownership, the identification of Hashem being unlimited, and therefore as its maker is unlimited, allowing now bracha to settle in and expand. Thus, when the Jewish nation provides weekly the lechem haponim, the showbread, fulfilling that which it says in the parshas truma, that you are to place the lechem haponim al hashulchan lefonai tomid, on the table you shall place show bread before me always our giving and offering Hashem bread allows him to bless our bread and sustenance and the Chino goes on to continue in mitzvah 97 quoting from the Gemara Rosh Hashanah 16a you bring before me the Omer says the Gemara in order that I will able to bless your grain in the fields you pour before me water on Sukkot in order for me to give you rains in the forthcoming year. You blow the shofar before me on Rosh Hashanah so that I will remember for you that Akedah of Yitzchak. Now, interestingly, the Chinuch in Mitzvah 132 in explaining the significance of our lighting of fire on the Mizbeach when in the time in the first base of Migdash, fire miraculously descended from heaven, so you didn't need the fire in the first place, explains that man is comprised of four elements, Afar, Mayim, Ruach, and Esh, dust, water, wind, and fire. Now the wood that's cut between Nisan and Tuba'av is dried by the intense heat of the sun, preventing the wood from becoming wormy and thus providing the best flammable material for the Mizbeach. Now once the wood has been severed, it goes from Tzomeach, that which grows, to Domain, a lifeless object. And as Hashem accepts this wood and allows it to fuel the Mizbeach, He then takes our domain, our afar, our lifeless element, the dust within us, and He lights our fire. As the burning fire on the Mizbeach is beautiful to see and practical, so too does He 
take our personal fire, our drive for life, and he calibrates it. Too much fire in man will consume him. He'll be angered constantly. He won't be able to interact patiently and harmoniously with others. Too little fire with man will leave him without principles, without determination, in simple English, a wimp. Thus, our lighting for him, our Hidur Mitzvah, beautifying the fire on the altar, finishing this mitzvah by Tuba'av to ensure the highest quality, warrants us his blessings in return. There is a moving Yalkut Shimoni at the very end of Azos HaBracha that describes Moshe's leaving the mitzvah of Bizu Mitzrayim, gathering the wealth of Egypt, and for three days and three nights searching for the bones of Yosef. Pharaoh's advisors told him, Paro, if you want the Israelites, if you don't want the Israelites to leave, bury the bones of Yosef as they pledged not to leave without his remains, and they will surely be loyal to their page. Exhausted, Moshe meets Serach, the daughter of Usher, and seeing Moshe totally fatigued and inquiring why, she then takes him to the shores of the Nile, where Yosef had been buried deep in the waters in a heavy casket to ensure that the Jewish nation would not leave. And the rest, as we know, is history. Moshe prays, Hashem delivers, but only after Moshe extends his greatest effort in this project. The lesson is clear. We have to do our maximum effort, and He, Hashem, will respond in kind. And in the Nachim prayer, which we recited on Tisha B'Av, we conclude, Ki ato Hashem, for you Hashem, you consumed her with fire, and with fire you will rebuild her. I'd like to suggest that since we, the Jewish nation, took the Beis HaMikdash for granted and did not bring our fire, our enthusiasm to the Beis HaMikdash, it became a lifeless shell. And therefore, without the soul and fire of the Jewish people, it was consumed with natural fire. Quickly, we pray that in the near future, by our studying and appreciating the Korban Eitzim, the gift of the wood donations, and pining and longing to fulfill this mitzvah and all other mitzvahs related to the Beis HaMikdash, may this fire and enthusiasm speedily cause the rebuilding of the third Beis HaMikdash in our days. I wish to congratulate Nachum, for going to Eretz Yisrael, for spending Yom NCSY with the 2,000 participants of teenagers who have gone to Eretz Yisrael this summer, from one extreme to the other, from TJJ, which are boys and girls from public school, not 
yet observant, most of them, to those girls who are not just doing chesed, but at mechlelet, learning half a day and doing chesed the rest of the day, and at kolel, with a learning full time in the mornings, and basketball, and sports, and chesed in the afternoon, and having a seder at night, again, giving these 2,000 young men and women a beautiful taste and love for Eretz Yisrael, literally lighting their fires, which oftentimes is life-changing for them and their families when they come back. May we be inspired from them and through them to please God, light our fires, bringing forth very quickly the fire in the third base Hamikdash. Shabbat Shalom to all.